Bienvenidas a nuestro podcast, a space where we explore important topics for our community, from culture, entertainment, to lifestyle, and everything in between. We are your hosts, Brie, Evelyn, Vanessa, ESD. Join us as we talk about the topic of grief and how we can grieve during the holidays with simultaneous feelings. Vámonos, amigas. Yo ya estoy llorando. Quiere llorar. Quiere llorar. God, we're so bad. Espérame. ¿Y Evelyn? ¿Where's Evelyn? Ay, Evelyn, ando de viaje otra vez. ¿En qué parte del mundo? Spending time with the family. Yes. yes, I was going to say, where in the world is Evelyn, Evelyn San Diego? <laughs> Can you spot Evelyn on the map? <laughs> but she will be joining us yeah. for our next episode, everyone. For tonight, you have us three, me, Vanessa, La Comadre Yasmin, y La, blah, la Amiga Brie. Sorry. <laughs> That's It's been me. a long day. <laughs> That's okay. Y a ver de qué, de qué va a ser la plática ustedes que saben más de este tema. Desafortunadamente sí. Y por experiencia y por la carrera profesional. Sí, sí. Ah. Oh, man. El duelo, a.k.a. grief. Yes. What is grief? Do you all know what grief is? O les explico. A ver, explícanos, comadre. <laughs> All right. Well, grief, for those that don't know what it is, is a very deep sorrow, especially one that is caused by someone's passing, someone's death. That is the professional definition on grief. Um, but grief also can be experienced not just through a personal loss. It can be experienced through just changes in your environment. It can be experienced through changes in friendships. So if you've been friends with somebody for a very long time and all of a sudden that relationship ya no es lo que era antes, there's a change there and you can grieve that. That also, you know, grief can also be just uh, different things. So like losing a job as well, you know, getting laid off, um, changing jobs and then still grieving that previous job you know maybe for whatever reason you had different circumstances you had to change a job moving so a lot of change you know uh, can cause grief but ultimately we experience grief really when we do lose a loved one that's usually the first time we really experience this very deep intense uh, feeling of sadness anger guilt confusion, shock, denial, all the above. Um, but have you guys, girls, I should say, have you girls experienced any grief? Mm, yes. Bastante. Yes. <laughs> Bastante from a very early age, which, I mean, if you've listened to past episodes, um, this is Brie, I've shared my mom's passing so you know <clears throat> that's where my grief really started um but like Vanna shared grief comes from many aspects and and experiences that might happen in our lives um and particularly for me in holidays is the grief <clears throat> excuse me of not being able to spend the holidays with a loved one a loved one that even though we're close it, at times it's difficult to be close or be near each other um, just due to circumstances and personal choices that they've made from a very young age and a lot of that has to do because they have a substance abuse um, and substance abuse problem and you know, that makes it very difficult to be around them. So my grief is just that I miss them. I miss having them around and and spending that, that time with them. So, yeah, sometimes it's, it's sad. 
And even when they, they are around, you know, they might physically be there, but it still doesn't change the fact that it's not easy. Yeah. Is that something that you're anticipating with these upcoming holidays this weekend and next? Um, It's been every year. <laughs> it's every year and, you know, I I believe it's going to be like that from here until the end. Well, you know we're here for you, Bree, and you know that you can give us a call at any point in time as well. You know that it's also part of making sure you have a, a support system during the holidays and during the grief journey. You know, everybody experiences their grief journey differently, but having a support system is important also. Mm -hmm. You can lean on us when you need to. And sometimes we can just be your, you know, ear if that's needed. Um, and I would love to hear a little bit about what you have done to also kind of just, you know, keep peace for yourself or kind of healthy boundaries that could help our listeners because it sounds like you already foresee this happening. So you also have to do something for yourself in terms of caring um, for your, you know, your, como se dice, like peace, yeah. Your own peace of yeah. mind. You know. Mm -hmm. Part of it's choosing your battles with this person. You know, you can still love the person despite them choosing to use or drink. Um, but things that I've done is definitely set my boundaries and those boundaries can, they're, they're very personalized because I'm sure that I've, I've been to support groups and even though these support groups have helped me in the past, not everyone in the support group thinks or feels the same way. <clears throat> and we share very deep experiences and personal experiences in those support groups so for me I've done very uh cutthroat bound boundaries um and other people you know they de have definitely told me to my face like I don't know how you could do that and I, you know I've told them back like well that's been me and I've needed to set that boundary, right? And other times, me dado doblar, right? So you have to choose. Uh, whether it's for you or for somebody else in the family, maybe maybe one year you're like, maybe I, I feel stronger and I can have them around a bit longer. And maybe other years you're just like, I can't this year. Uh, there's been too much and, you know, I can't. I can't be around or I need my space or maybe I just need to enjoy my holidays. That's too. That's also part of setting your boundaries. And with that comes the guilt. Um, but, you know, you can't force, you can't force them to change. The only person that you can change is yourself. Um, so things that you have to do for yourself is, is choosing good things, choosing healthy things, choosing how can you make your situation better and not worse and not adding to the fire, literally to the fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Here, here's another log to make the fire bigger. <laughs> mm -hmm. If only you knew, yes. Um, but, you know, and when things do settle down, you know, maybe... You can still have a conversation with your loved one and find the best way to talk to them too. Because leading up to the holidays, you can feel maybe phone calls or being around them, this, just the environment between the two of you change and you can feel how things are changing and it's not feeling comfortable uh, because holidays are stressful. And oh yes. I don't know if this, I don't know if this ever happened to you, Vane, at your work. 
But leading up to the holidays, that's where we usually see an increase of crises with families and clients. And I definitely saw it. I have seen it in my personal life when it's leading up to a holiday or a special date or a, an anniversary or a birthday. I definitely feel that that feeling of this can lead up to a crisis. So yeah, holidays, you, you know, I look forward to them, but man, they can be fucking stressful. Yeah, they can be very <laughs> overwhelming. De por sí, they're overwhelming as it is because there's just so much going on during the holiday season. Like, let's do caroling, una posada aquí, let's go look at the lights. What kind of gifts am I going to get for the kids or family members? And then you add a grief on top of that. It's like a whole mm-hmm. other layer to the onion there, right? Um, and yes, at work, I, I do, we have seen an increase in just um, sadness and just also heaviness. Uh, the, my mm-hmm. clients right now are using the word heavy a lot and, and a lot of my sessions I do see that <clears throat> recurring feeling that they say you know I just feel very heavy I feel very unmotivated I haven't even done my Christmas shopping I, I don't want to celebrate and so no one right now is missing their sessions with me <laughs> they're all <laughs> keeping their sessions which I think is great because I, I do think that you know them coming in to talk about uh, their loved one not being here in, in my in my case at work it, it is about their physical loss to a loved one um, I'm glad that they're coming in because it's a space for them to talk about what they're going through and, and what they're feeling and so I've been very busy <laughs> and but I, I also feel very honored to be able to provide that space for them and, and to be able to hear them out and hear their story because as much as they learn from me I also learn a lot from my clients um, for my own personal life and and how can I apply certain things into my own personal losses because I too um, have gone through some personal losses this year and like and like you said too Brie I mean you've talked about your mother's loss and this year too I lost um, my aunt and a year ago my cousin so it's different this year you know um, for us we had our first posada this past weekend. And again, you, there's this absence. There's this void. And as much as you are allowed to have fun, you're allowed to laugh, you're allowed to enjoy the holidays, you're allowed to be with family, in the back of your mind, there's this little thing just that doesn't feel complete. And for me, I know that was you know, looking around my aunts and not seeing that one aunt that passed. I can tell in my aunt's faces that they were also, you know, feeling sad and grieving. And so that was very hard to see. We have another posada coming up later this week, which I'm going to be part of and help. So that's also going to be very different because it's another reminder. Hey, there's been a loss this year. Hey, don't forget, you're still grieving. You still have sadness, you know. And some guilt about just even having the posadas, being together as a family, um, does kick in. Um, same thing with, I mean, my own personal stories, you know, for those that have been listening to us, listening to us from the beginning as well, you guys know that my parents are divorced. So not only do I experience grief from a personal loss uh, with someone passing, I also experience it in my everyday living 365 days of the year because I am constantly reminded and not on purpose but just things that I see in town or memories that pop in and out and the realization of like oh I have two households now my mother's and my father's that's a very tough one for me when it comes to the holidays because it brings up a lot of anxiety for me about, oh, what are we going to do this year? Where are we going to go first? Or do I split Christmas? Do I do Christmas with one parent and then New Year's with another? And then on top of that, I'm married. So I also have my husband's family. 
that I have to think about. So I feel like a lot of the time during the holiday season, I'm very stretched out. Very like there has to be like multiples of me if I wanted to fulfill everybody's dream, everybody's wishes for me to be there, and it's impossible. And it's extremely overwhelming. It's extremely tiring. And I often find myself during this time frame a lot more burned out and irritated because I'm constantly feeling like, wait, but I went here last year and then I need to switch it up this year. Wait, I already hung out with my dad here. I should spend time with my mom. Wait, I need to go visit my in-laws. They want to see the kids. And I just feel like sometimes I can't catch my breath, you know, so... The holiday season is a big one for me. Luckily this year, my sister and I got the head start on talking about what we're going to do for the holidays. So that's a big one. That helps also when you can a little anticipate a little bit about what you want to do. And that helps me. So it's been a little bit easier this year. But at the end of the day, you know, it just sucks. You know, it sucks because, again... I always feel like I miss something or I always feel like it doesn't feel complete. And that's also the other part of my grief of my parents not being together. There is that feeling of, oh, you know, I'm not going to get that one family picture, you know, with the kids and their grandparents together, all of us together. It's always two now. Or I don't know if I explain myself in that regard, but... It's just a tough one for me. Um, So talking to you girls has been huge. Doing this podcast has been a big one because I feel like this is a huge stress reliever for me and just coming on here talking about how I'm feeling and talking about these topics because I think people need to know about this too. People need to be aware that grief is very present and we might not know it's grief, but I hope our listeners take away that, oh, maybe what I'm feeling on this experience or with my family or with my friends or at work this is it is called grief and it's okay oh i know mine is grief <laughs> <laughs> well i know but i'm saying our listeners if they don't if they didn't know I what know. grief was <laughs> girl if you're crying you feel like crying your days are gloomy you don't want to get a bed you're unmotivated you're <laughs> if you feel like money or you feel like brie during this time you're grieving girl <laughs> you're gone. it's like we, we are here name that yeah. feeling there or that go. emotion. <laughs> Name it. Yeah, no, Where's it's that true. feeling chart? I know, right? <laughs> Where's those feeling faces? Yeah. Yes. So, it's on my yeah. fridge. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, and I try to do my best. I have my kiddos now, so I also have to be mindful of how I'm feeling because I don't need them to always see, like, mom so anxious or irritated or tired or burned out because it's not their fault you know they they didn't ask for any of this <laughs> you know but we do the best that we can right i mean again we're allowed to also enjoy this time and i love what you <laughs> said brie about setting those limits setting those boundaries um it's very important because if you don't set those boundaries then you're not going to have fun. You're going to be constantly miserable. You're going to let people do whatever they want with you. And that's not okay either. You val- you are, you are, matter. Your thoughts matter. Your voice matters. Your feelings matter. Everything is valid. So you have the right to say, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to protect myself too. Like I'm going to set this boundary here. I'm sorry if you don't like it, but this is what I need for me. Because mm-hmm. you can't also take care of others if you don't take care of yourself first. Yeah, and that that took a long time for me to learn. Being a the youngest out of my entire family. So, I mean, it took a lot of practice too. <laughs> Trial and error. But yeah, like I like what Yasmin asked. You know, what do I do? I think at this point in my life, because I don't see. I don't see a big change coming from my loved one. So then what do I what I do is 
at least what's like my group of friends, what, what I seek is just hear me out when I am going through something. I'm not looking for you to give me answers or to solve my problems or, you know, something that's instant. Because it's been so many decades of this that I don't, I, I know that my life isn't going to change instantly, right? I'm not seeking that. I'm not calling you or texting you to, for you to solve this for me. I just need to vent for you to acknowledge it as my friend or whoever I'm trying, I'm reaching out to, and then I can move on. But if you're someone who's maybe starting to see that you need more of this, you know, there's also the professionals that can help you. And, you know, I, when I went to therapy, I definitely shared that with the professional. And they definitely got an earful of this too. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what we're there for. We're there to guide you. You know, we're there to guide mm -hmm. our clients. We also don't have all the answers as professionals. You know, part of going yeah, to therapy. You're not supposed to. Yeah, part of going to therapy <laughs> is not, oh, I'm going to go to my therapist so she can give me an answer of what to do. No, we guide you. We counsel you. We, we're we not there to tell you this is what you need to do. And so a lot of it is just self-reflecting. A lot of it is self-talk. And you kind of listening to your conversation out loud. And then more so than not, you answer your own question when you hear yourself talk out loud. And then the mm -hmm. therapist piggybacks on it or reflects it back to you in a different way. They reframe it. So, yeah, you know, for our listeners, if you're feeling how so far Bree and I are the only ones that have talked, but like if you're feeling how we're feeling, there's nothing wrong with seeking professional support. And, and especially on grief, you know, there are grief therapists specifically on this topic alone. So. Mm hmm. Now, if it's a situation you just can't get out of, then maybe if you know the type of situation you're going to be in, maybe if you can plan ahead and see how you can manage being in that environment, right? In my instance, make sure that you give yourself breaks, that you know safe spaces that you can go into. Limit yourself in that environment if you can. Look for other family members that can provide you support. Um, even if they don't know what's going on, you know, that you can go to them and feel like you're in a good place too. That's, I think that's important too. Because you just can't be around this all the time. It's, it's too much for anyone. And it's it's something to to know right because there there were times you know I was a kid at one point and I couldn't not be around it right I had to be around family and so I wasn't like oh I can just like take off whenever I wanted or something like that so make sure that you start building up your safety plan so to say you know because there are therapists that create these kind of safety plans with you, but these safety plans can look something like that. You know, who are your safe people? Who is someone that you can reach out to? And I'm talking about like really the moments that you might be in crisis. Like, I don't feel safe here. I need to go somewhere else. I need to talk to someone. I, I just really need help. Right? And... Maybe if these are the moments that you need, really need to talk to a professional, then, you know, we've provided numbers in the past, but maybe this is another good time to provide numbers again or information for hotline numbers and support groups. I like that idea. We could definitely do that. And if mm -hmm. you're in a situation like mine where we come from a family that has parents that are divorced, I would say try to plan ahead. As much as you can, uh, talk to your siblings if they're open to talking about what you're going to do for the holidays. I know, like I said, my sister and I, we try to do that as much as we can. Sometimes it goes according to plan. Other times it doesn't. 
and that's also okay. So being ready for flexibility, being ready to make change midway through your plans. But the more that you can have, you know, an idea of what that's going to look like, I think helps ease that anxiety and that feeling of overwhelmness. I know it has for me. And I know, like I said, this year, it's been a little bit, it's been a little bit better. Um, but also remember that, hey, it's not the kid's responsibility also. You know, I mean, you didn't ask for your parents to get divorced. So, you know, keep that in mind that like, hey, like this is also, this is what happens. And if you also don't want to join your parents, you are also allowed to not join them. You know, as harsh as that sounds or... As direct as that sounds, you know, as an adult. Ay, pero Vanessa, how are you not going to spend the holidays <laughs> with your mom or dad? ¿Cómo vas a creer que no fue? Ay, no, esa niña malcriada. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, you're allowed to not go, especially if you have your own family. Exactly. You're allowed to stay home with I your kids. I support that. <laughs> Yasmin, do you support that? I do. I think I, I support that and it comes to also kind of adding to the grief of grieving connections of with people that are still alive but if those connections are no longer healthy you have to set those boundaries for your own sake and especially if you have little ones if you don't want them around you know certain people whether they're blood family or friends that you no longer see fitting in your life I think that's definitely healthy and the people who will see you as being rude or grosera um, or ya cambió, ya, ya no se junta con nosotros. It's the people that are still not seeing the reasons why you're creating those boundaries. And so kind of like what you said, Breathe, some people question you and kind of, you know, said that you were cutthroat with your boundaries but if that's what you needed in that moment then that's what fits you your needs um so I think some people will say that what you're doing is not right or that this whole phrase family is everything but sometimes family is not everything (laughs) Right. You have you. So I I was a I backed that up. I was a hard believer of family is everything. But with time and with my own healing journey, I've come to the conclusion that family is not everything. Because we cannot keep those, you know, toxic connections going if they're not serving us anymore. And that's what I think, like Bree said, it it's been a long process for that, and <laughs> it I'm may sound like <laughs> I'm over here teasing you. Too. I... No, no, I agree. No. I agree. No, but I used to be like that. Like, oh, you know, what do you mean? Like, family is everything. Why are you gonna do that? But, um, I think I've come to the point where it's like, no, if you know, if it's needed, necessary, then that's when it's to to happen and like you both said we have those support systems you have your chosen family and so you lean on those so luckily for me I haven't had to do that but I support people that have you know been doing that or need to do that it's not easy because especially in our cultura Latinos you have to stick together no matter what you know we Sometimes grow up with that mentality, pero tenemos que hacer los cambios for our own sanity, for our own well-being, and yeah, I'm like una navidad sin ti because it's for the, for the healthy reasons. <laughs> so yeah, and you know, you talk about chosen family. We've we've heard that, or at least I've heard that in the LGBTQ plus community, because yes, right now we hear we're talking about like setting boundaries or hard boundaries, but in the LGBTQ plus community, like there's definitely people who have cut ties with family, and so they've now had to create 
or they've chosen not had to but they chose their family they curated their family and so our conversation has been about like blood family right and maybe the we can extend this conversation to other people who are grieving the loss of loved ones who are still alive but they've had to said goodbye to who have walked away from for other reasons right and again they're grieving it's it's still something that is hurtful it's sad you know we talked about feelings earlier you know they might feel angry they might still miss them right um maybe this is you maybe this is how this conversation is going to resonate with you and how you miss people that you used to hang out with who you used to spend time with or celebrate with so we hear you we see you yes i hear rain outside yes yeah. it's been raining rain is good <laughs> i'm like it's a if you see it as a sign of cleansing new beginnings mm -hmm. and i think i want to go back to something that you kind of said Brie of venting and there's a word in Spanish desahogar so sometimes you need that in these times you that's all you need you don't need advice you don't need people fixing your issues but it's like undrowning yourself that's like the literal translation and I think in Spanish it sounds so much beautiful mm -hmm. because you you feel like maybe you're catching your breath or feel, you know, lighter. This, you, you, comadre said your clients have been sharing that they feel heavy. So maybe when que se desahogan with you, they're feeling a little bit lighter to, just to keep them going, just to get through the holidays. And so that came to mind when you both were talking about, you know, venting or sharing you know, when we grieve, we're also simultaneously healing because part of the purpose of grieving is for us to get through it and to heal, you know, and grieving also, it's with us forever. It's one of those things that doesn't go away because it also shows how much we care. It shows how much love we have for other people. For the situation that we were in um but we can heal you know from our grief journeys and um venting is a big part of that when we're venting when we're talking to others about how we're feeling we're simultaneously processing and simultaneously healing at the same time it might not feel like it in that moment it might and that that word might not even be coming to mind oh i'm healing right now no because you're you're feeling what you're feeling in that moment, anger, sadness, whatever it is. But in the long run, it is part of your healing process as well. Yeah, you're, I definitely see that. You're like, how can this possibly, possibly, right. possibly <laughs> feel like healing when I feel anger like and guilt and <laughs> not wanting to do anything. But that's also why we encourage and I encourage you girls, our listeners you know to seek support if you need it because yeah when we go and talk about our feelings and we're expressing them we're allowing for these words to leave us these feelings to leave our body and go out there and we're also allowing for healing to join to come in what's your best way to grieve during this time mine mm-hmm I think for me, just being in it, embracing it, not avoiding it, because I also know that if we avoid it and we put it off to the side, oh, aquí lo voy a dejar, it builds. Y de repente un día también it can just come up out of nowhere. So for me, knowing how I am and knowing if I'm a little bit more irritated, for me, I have to be in it. I have to embrace it. I have to be open to the idea of me feeling sad, me feeling mad, 
feeling guilty and then giving myself that permission to say okay this is what you're feeling right now so it's positive self-talk this is what it is we're giving space to it and we're moving forward you're not going to carry mm-hmm. this with you for the next hour or two you're giving the space right now and as soon as you're done with giving it that space we're going to let that go and you're going to keep moving mm-hmm. forward and that's a good reminder because if you sit with that for too long, right, mm-hmm. it, it also can be good. Yes, give it its space, for it, but let's not prolong it either. Yeah. No, because it's oh. just there and it's just like festering. You're just like adding more to the feel and we don't want that. So giving it that yeah. space, you know, acknowledging it, letting it be present within your body, within your environment, and then shaking it off and saying, okay, I've already allowed you to be here. Now I'm going to allow myself to keep moving forward and enjoy my time, enjoy my conversations, go outside and get some fresh air and keep moving mm-hmm. forward. Because we have to experience grief to move forward too and, and to come come out on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. For me, it's definitely if I feel like crying, I will cry. Mm-hmm. Just like we started this episode, Si quiero llorar, I I will llorar. (laughs) (laughs) I will llorar. I love that. Yes. Um, And, you know, when I have conversations with my loved one, then maybe after we have conversations, if depending how the conversation goes, I might sit down and like for a few moments and think about what we talked over. Think about what we talked about. Um, And then... I will continue my day. I will try not to dwell too much mm-hmm. about the conversation. Um, and remind myself that I am worthy of having a good time and spending time with other people. Of choosing to have a positive time as well. Because I choose to make good decisions for myself. Right, just like they have decided to live their life a certain way, I've also decided to live my life another way, even if it means separate. Yeah, I love that, and and that takes time too to get to that space, right? Like you had mentioned earlier, but we have to start somewhere. I do have um, before we end our episode here, I do have what we call like the grievers holiday bill of rights. And a lot of this we already touched on, you know, through our conversations, but there's 10 of them. And they basically are like your 10 major points of reminder of what you can do during the holidays. If you're grieving or if you're experiencing a form of uh, type of grief that you're going through. So number one basically says you have the right to say time out at any time that you need it. You have the right to take a break. You have the right to say, you know what? I'll be right back. I need five minutes, 10 minutes, however long you need, you have the right to say that. And stepping away and then starting over, coming back when you're ready. So that's number one. Number two, you have the right to tell it like it is. Why are we gonna sugarcoat this? Because we make people feel uncomfortable? No, tell it like it is. Tell them like, hey, I am not in a good mood right now. X, Y, and Z happened. My entire family is not here. Or you know what? I'm just not in a good mood. I need my space. There's nothing wrong with telling it like it is. And a lot of this can come when people ask you, hey, how are you doing? You know, or hey. I am not okay. Exactly. (laughs) You can say that. (laughs) No estoy bien chingados, pues. Que no me miras? No, but it is. You can tell them how it is. And they might not know what to say or, or how to respond, but that's your truth. Oh, that's right? not my problem. Yeah, that's your truth. And you're being honest with yourself and with others. And so. it's like, te preguntaron, so hey, you answered. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, you asked me. Then don't ask me if you don't want to know the answer. <laughs> so, yeah. You also have the right to smile and just walk away and not have to share how you're feeling with them either because remember also 
that you are allowed to share your feelings with who you want to share them with. Not everybody needs to know. Not everybody has the right to know how you're feeling too. And not, and not everybody will understand. Yeah, exactly. So you can also just smile and yeah, I'm good. I'll walk away. Number three, you have the right to be pretty much Ebenezer Scrooge. Be a bah humbug. If I want to be grouchy, I want to be grouchy. I don't want to celebrate the holidays. You're allowed to not celebrate. You don't have to celebrate them. You know, that doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you someone that, oh, I hate Christmas or I hate New Year's or I hate whatever other holiday you're celebrating. So you can be a grouch if you want. Number four, you have the right to do things differently. You don't have to keep tradition. Tradition is great. I know we talked about it in one of our episodes. I know there's this feeling of safetyness and comfort and belonging and past history. But when you're grieving, when you lose someone very significant, um, you don't have to do things the same way. You can change things up this year. You know, it also doesn't mean that they're going to stay like this forever. You can go back to traditions mm-hmm. the following year. So keep that in mind. You can do things differently. Number five, you have the right to be where you want to be. You can be at home or you can be at a relative's. You can be in another state. You can be in another town. Where do you want to spend the holiday season? Where do you feel comfortable and where do you feel like you're going to be your authentic self? Number six, you have the right to some fun. We talked about it, right? We said, hey, you're allowed to enjoy the holidays. Simultaneously being sad too. You're allowed to experience every feeling that comes with this roller coaster of emotions. But you're allowed to... Llorar con un tamal. Yeah. Okay, tía, pásame el pozole, pues. ¿Y dónde está el champurrado? Y luego con la canción Navidad sin ti en the background. Right? Jesus. Me tocó el bebé de la rosca. Man. Ay, no. Trágatelo. Swallow it. But yeah, have some fun, you know, enjoy it. Try to also be present in the moment because your life is going and your life is still here and you're allowed to enjoy it. Number seven, you have the right to change direction midstream. Let's say you're getting ready to go out to dinner. Let's say you're getting ready to go to the Diaz or hang out with friends. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. You have the right to get in your PJs and stay home. That sounds really good, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And number eight, you have the right to do things at a different time. So if you don't want to celebrate on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, or on a specific date, you can celebrate on a different date. You know, maybe another day that feels less overwhelming. Another day that isn't going to remind you about something big. So you're allowed to do that on a different time. You can also go to church at a different time. If you always go at 6, maybe you go at 4. Maybe you go at 10. Whatever it is. Like you can always change things around. Number 9, you have the right to rest, peace, and solitude. You know, you don't have to be busy. You don't have to stay busy. I should probably take note of that a little bit. You have the right to say no to a posada. You have the right to say no to a Christmas dinner, gatherings, whatever it is. You know, in order for you to rest, in order for you to be okay with yourself, with your grief, and just, you know, make sure that you're taking care of you, you have the right to say no. And the last one, you have the right to do it all different again next year. Again, just because you do something this year doesn't mean it has to stay the same for next year. And that means also with grief and when we lose a loved one or when things change in our family dynamics, you have the right to start new traditions. 
you know, because again, you have the right to do things differently next year. So you're in your right to do things how you want to do them moving forward. And sometimes that often happens a lot when there is a significant void in the family. Things change because grief also makes you change as a person. So just some holiday tips there by Mr. Bruce Conley. Let's give credit where it's due. So, la, 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 la. thank you, Mr. Bruce. <laughs> you know, keep those in mind, listeners, <laughs> girls. I know you guys have big families, but just some tips. You and, do too. Oh, I have a huge family. <laughs> Two big families. Yeah. <laughs> but out of all those 10, which one do you guys think you resonate with the most or that you would like to follow through with? <clears throat> I think. For me, the like the right to choose to celebrate. Mm. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, the right to have some fun. Even though there's guilt, I think I deserve to enjoy my time with other people. I mean, the guilt is always there. Holiday, no holiday. Anytime that I, I am enjoying myself, the guilt is always there. It kind of always just creeps up on you and taps you on the shoulder as a reminder. But I got to turn around and be like, yo, I'm having a good time. I know you're. I know you're there. Just let me be. And then I'll keep doing what I'm doing. I do like that you don't let that stop you. You know, that guilt is there. So you either let it come with you or you can say, you know what? Not right now. I'll deal oh, with you later. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. If it, well, but that's the reality though, that some people don't do anything because again, yeah. they don't, they haven't gotten to the point where they can process it or they don't know what to do with it or how to move forward. And you know, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It, it's, Especially if you've never experienced grief and you're experiencing it for the first time. It's a huge, like, it's a big thing. And so mm-hmm. the fact that you're able to say no, like, I am going to have fun and I'm going to keep having fun. That's huge. Yeah. So, yeah, I have the right to have fun. Or some fun, as the bill says. <laughs> fun. <laughs> I, let me see... Some of these feel like they kind of interconnect. I think for me, the one that kind of applies to some family is you have the right to do things differently. So again, setting some boundaries where we might not see you and the distance is healthy and okay. Just to everybody have some peace of mind and... Yeah, I think this doesn't really just apply to grief with personal loss. It's kind of with people who you might just be creating some distance with. And yeah, you know, like Bree said, the right to have some fun. So I kind of match two together. And yeah, I think those those come to mind that, you know, my hubby and I are celebrating with my my dad's side of the family and this time my cousins are going all out so I think what just comes comes to mind is the fun part because I'm looking forward to it and yeah uh I'm like yeah I'm I can't think of anything else to say but I'm just looking forward to our, our gathering because of all the planning and things we have planned. That's all I can think of fun and family time. Party, I guess, means. Yes. <laughs> and I think, like I said, for me, I have to be more mindful of resting, peace, and solitude. You know, I'm, I live a very busy life all year not just during the holidays I'm pretty busy for the most part I do have a big family 
and both my families are in town so there's always something going on a lot of last minute things a lot of things that are planned ahead um but that's something that you know i've been working on and i have said no to certain things or no to going to certain gatherings um because again you have to rest you can't be pulled in different directions all the time <laughs> mm-hmm so I would say number nine for me. Grief is a very heavy topic, everyone. So if you're feeling a little heavy right now, or if you're thinking about your own grief journey outside of this podcast, it's normal. It's a normal reaction. This is a therapist telling you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just so I suggest. Take- I suggest a collective deep breath. Yes. In yes. the midst of all of this holiday rush. Yeah. So. There you go. Thank you. Especially if you're driving in traffic. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. A lot of deep breaths. Counting. Look at different <laughs> shapes, different colors. Just ground yourself. But we will be posting, uh, we can post these holiday tips on our page and then we can also repost some numbers for any safety purposes or anybody that you guys would like to talk to during this time period. So keep an eye out for that in the next couple of days and just know that you matter, your voice matters, your thoughts matter, your feelings matter. We care about you, ladies. Please reach out to your support system. We do these difficult topics at times because we do know the importance of talk, talking about this. I know a lot of the times we joke around, we say things here and there, but we can also be very serious. And so <laughs> these are the topics that have been brought up, you know, by you, the, the listener. You guys have given us a couple of choices. And so this was one one of them that came up and... We definitely felt like it was needed to get, uh, we definitely felt it was needed to have as an episode. So. Is there any last minute thoughts or questions before we end here? Uh, yeah, I think one thing that we miss is, uh, always enjoy the food during the holidays. Yes, as y'all saw our posts about the champurrado, the pambazos, what else did we eat? The hot chocolate. The hot chocolate. Pan dulce. dulce. That was really good. I hope you guys all enjoyed our stories and made you hungry. All right. Well, like always, make sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite platforms. If you have any suggestions for topics you would like for us to cover in the future, don't hesitate to contact us through Instagram at Dear Hermanas. Hasta la próxima. Hasta, Hasta luego. Bye-bye. Who's going to do Evelyn's? Pew, 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 pew. Oh, I did it. <laughs> you did it, comadre. <laughs> I think you wanted to. I know, right? I didn't even give you a chance. <laughs>